Yo, welcome to So You Wanna Be An Artist, the only podcast is for the artists, by the artists. This episode is brought to you by Square... I'm only playing. No advertisers. I did have a couple of advertising meetings this week, which basically was a couple of companies that told me how they could monetize the podcast, um, what kind of advertisers will be interested in advertising at the start of this podcast. And I basically went in with an open mind just to listen about what they could say because it would be nice to monetize it and get some money coming in and start to build a little team and, and start to take it to the next level. Um, but once they broke it down in terms of how much you actually make uh, per listener, to be honest, it didn't even really make much sense to do it at this stage. Um, they said that it will help grow the podcast to put advertisers on there. Then they'll give me all of the um, publicity in their platform to obviously increase the fan base and, and then get the money rolling in. But to be honest, I would rather grow it organically. And then when the time is right and there's enough people listening in, then have that conversation about advertisers. Because I don't think that we want to spend the next six months building a fan base and having to listen to adverts at the start of every podcast. I wouldn't even want that for the audience. So in return for, for that, I just need people to retweet, to repost, to like, to follow, to subscribe, to write reviews, just anything that's going to help Build the audience, basically, because I'm not going to do it for an advertiser. I think that it's cheating and it's lazy, and I, I want to make sure that I get an audience that that cares, um, as opposed to people who've just been told to listen. So yeah, anything you can do to help raise awareness or help get people tuned in, that's nang. Uh, no deleted episode this week. Back to business as usual. A guest coming up, very special guest, a good friend of mine, someone who I find... Uh, incredibly honest and open and vulnerable in their music so they've got that interview coming up um i just wanted to talk quickly about i haven't really had much time to think this week to be honest um but one thing that being busy has made me do is made me start talking to myself a lot more <laughs> like actually out loud like because it's, it's just the best way for me to, to keep momentum in my mind when i'm doing stuff i don't necessarily want to be doing uh, thinking about advertisers and shit. It's not what I want to do. But I've been talking to myself in a sense that I'm literally saying words out loud and then replying to myself as well. And then I sat there thinking, this is pretty weird. I'm on a train and I'm like talking to myself when I'm in my bedroom and I'm talking to myself and I'm like, oh shit, if someone hears me, they're going to think that I'm so weird. Now I just thought about, like you have to embrace your weirdness. Like to, if you're going to do ordinary things and keep all of these things inside of your head, then you're just going to be an ordinary person. But to have a little bit of an edge about you is to embrace your weirdness, is to embrace the things that you, you don't really care about, to liberate yourself from like societal norms of don't talk to yourself because people might think that you're crazy. But you have to embrace the crazy side of you in order to gain a new perspective. Like I, I genuinely say things to myself that, as a reaction to my thoughts that I, I never would have actually thought of, if you know what I mean. Because when you speak and you speak without thinking, you just, you're just speaking honestly. Because you have no time to articulate an answer which might make people think a certain thing. 
But you literally speak and it comes out like a stream of consciousness like right now. There's no time to think about it. And what you're saying is just real. It's just authentic. So when you start talking to yourself, the only time you really get uh, an unfiltered or an unmanipulated by your mind view is when you're talking to yourself, when you're replying to yourself. So I might ask questions for making something like, well, how would it fit here? Well, what would a kid do? Oh, he might do this. And then but my head would have talked myself out of that already. But vocalizing, it just puts it out there. It kind of, kind of just makes it have a different perspective. I think like when you speak without thinking, you're speaking from your, your heart or, or whatever, whatever cliche thing that you want to say. And when you, you think, you're only thinking from one place. So you just, I'm not saying that you have to just walk around talking to yourself. I'm saying it's just to embrace the, the weird things about you. Embrace the things that you might think people might look down on you for and embrace those because those could be, those could be a massive help in, with your creativity and with your finding your artistic voice as well. I don't think your artistic voice is, is what's inside of your head. I think your artistic voice is, is what you say without thinking or what you do without thinking. I think that's really when you find how you speak as an artist. It's how you react to stuff. It's how you react to a thought, a thought or an emotion. So yeah, just embrace your embrace your weirdness. Like it's cool to be weird. Weird is a compliment. In old English, it's it's German derived, but weird when it first came around basically meant having the power to control destiny. That was the original um definition of weird. Now Nang that is. That's like that's not even an insult. That's like a fucking biggest compliment ever. Someone who was weird was someone who had the power to control their destiny. That's crazy. That's actually crazy when you think about the people who might call somebody weird. Like an ordinary person who isn't really in control because they live by society's norms or, or they do jobs they don't necessarily want to do or they live lives they have been told is, is what they should live. Of course those people are going to look at people who break out of that and want to become artists or painters or poets or musicians or writers or dancers, of course they're going to look at them like they're weird because they are weird. They're in control of their destiny. They're taking control. And I think that was like such a sick discovery this week to find out what that word actually means. And we use it kind of flippantly without thought. But weird is, weird is a sick word. I'm going to start describing it. People, people as weird like as a compliment. Very nice. Very, very nice. But yeah, that's that's just what I've been thinking this week. Just what I've, I've been embracing. Um, I want to get into the song now from Danae Moore. The song's called Hours. It's a cover of FK Twigs. And normally I'm not a big fan of covers. But this covers a whole complete reworking. And it, and it transforms the actual energy of the original song. And, and lets you see it through Danae's eyes. So I'm going to run that real quick before I start sounding like a wedding DJ. Yours. 
My guest this week, the name more. Hey. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. This is weird, isn't it? Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> I normally spend like my weekend listening to this. Yeah. Um, which is cool to to be on the other end. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad to, to have you here. And it's weird. It's always weird starting a conversation when you've been here for hours already, <laughs> and we have to act like it's the first time that we spoke today. Um, as you know, first question I ask everybody: mm-hmm. What is art? Um, art to me just means self-expression. It could, it could be anything, but it's it comes from yourself. Um, and I believe that everyone can be an artist, and that it can it doesn't have to be defined by, I don't know, society standard of art. It can be whatever you feel like. Um, I don't know that comes from you. That's that's your own truth, in whatever creative medium 
that you have accessible to you. Um, yeah, so I feel self-expression. So what makes you the artist that you are? I think a part of being an artist is kind of almost being your own therapist. And I think I'm learning a lot of that lately. I think it's about kind of assessing, I don't know, everything you, about yourself um, that may be painful to even admit to yourself. Um, but I don't know, I think, I think it's, you have to kind of be that person to, I don't know, say those awful things in a way that's really intimidating or just, I don't know, I think a lot of art is just like, it's unapologetic. And I think a lot of the times I get terrified knowing that certain people have heard some of my music because it comes from the most, I don't know, some of the darkest places I've ever been or the happiest places. It's kind of just a reflection of how I felt in that moment. And I think for me, I'm always constantly trying to capture how I feel in whatever exact moment I am in. Um, that's why it's so interesting listening to like music that I made when I was like 14 or something um, and hearing it from a different world and like a, almost a different chapter of my musical life. How old were you when you put Floors out? Oh, Floors, I think I was 19, uh, which wasn't that long ago, to be but fair. Do you, do you look back on that now and, and listen to it like as a different person? I listen to my album, like the album I put out last year, like I was a different person. I listened to the music I made last, like this time last year, like I was like a different person. I feel like I'm constantly, constantly changing all the time. That's why I feel like it's really important to... To, to write um to write about to write about what's going on and and document it because I think in art is the only thing we have that captures that um and that's why the 80s sound like the 80s and the 90s sounds like the 90s like of its time I think it's just important you know I don't know I think it's really refreshing it's almost rewarding sometimes to hear old music and I don't know, maybe something that made, you wrote about something that made you really sad and you kind of feel about it in a different way. You've like grown from it. I was like when I texted you the other day because I found that book. Yeah. When I was, I found, I had a, I was tidying up my room and I, I picked up my mattress and a book fell out of it from somewhere, like a little notepad. And I looked inside of it and it was a load of stuff like, um, just like words and drawings that I'd done from when I was at like a, a pretty weird, weird place in my life, pretty dark place. And I was reading at it like, who wrote this? <laughs> I was like, what was wrong with this person? Like, I can't even, I can't even remember it being that bad. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember whether I was like being dramatic or whatever, but I wrote those things and it seemed like I really meant what I was saying. So it's like, it's actually really rewarding to look back and listen back to the old stuff and be like, oh shit, like I was really feeling something at yeah. that time. Um, why do you think that people struggle to, to do that? I don't know. I think there's something inside people where they feel like there's only certain things they can share. I think people, I don't know, people feel uncomfortable sharing things about themselves that they just don't want to admit that they have. Like, I think there's this, people have a really bad relationship with like sadness as an emotion. Like people, like people always warn you, like it's, it's a really sad song, by the way, or like, but as if to feel really guilty about it. I like this word emotion so I think some people just think they can't share it like because it makes people feel uncomfortable but I think art I don't know to me 
to me, it should be about the whole human experience. Like I'd feel, I don't know, I think artists that make like happy music all the time, like really worry me because I'm like, what do you not experience any other emotion? Yeah. Do you not? You do not experience, <laughs> or are you really like? In are you denial? like a real? Yeah. Or like you really? In, or are you so sad that you don't even realize that you're so sad? Like, yeah, it really frightens me actually. Like, I just don't understand. But um, yeah, I think it's just like normal things. People, people feel like even in day to day life, like you might meet, see someone, and um, they might share something that's maybe a bit too much for you for like meeting someone at the first time like why do people feel that anyways like if that's what if that's what they're feeling at that time like i think something like that it just intimidates it just intimidates people so people rather not like share certain parts of their lives i think what what do you think about pharrell's song happy do you think happy. that it's such a good song and it actually yeah. really does make you happy but then at the same time don't you kind of listen to it and with that thing of like how can you be happy when there's so much shit in in the world and especially in America as well. Like, oh God. that song came out at such like a test in time for America that Pharrell even turned his Grammy performance yeah. into a, a demonstration or a protest a, against that with the um, Trayvon like symbolism and stuff. So it's like, what do you think when you see like a song like that come out and then it kind of juxtaposes the actual state of society? Well, I don't know. I think, I think happiness is just like an emotion that, that you feel. I think a part of being an adult is kind of accepting that there is like temporary happiness where there's, and we have to take joy in just having those single moments, like a glimpse in the day that might just bring you joy. And that's kind of how it works. But I think Pharrell's like in, in a really powerful position anyways, because he's reached a point where he can use his artistic um, platform, he can use his platform to to do performances like that at the Grammys and like say something. I think in America at the moment, there's a lot of tension um, and like people are kind of tiptoeing around like what can be said. But I think now, I don't know, people just don't care. And I really love that. There's a lot of like, um, not just black artists. I think there's so many people that are voicing their strong opinions about just what's going on and just saying it. And like, they're not caring how it makes you feel or how like, if you want to, be affected by it or not um so i think i think that's that's where artists are in a powerful position at the moment so like i love that performance but i think happy i don't know i don't know i think it's really i think it's really hard to write a happy song that that isn't really super corny and like it's like a weird balance um and i think he got it like spot on to be fair i mean after like the 400th time of hearing it um, it probably doesn't make me that but happy But you listen anymore, to it 400 but... times. So yeah. that's a, at least you got to 400 times. <laughs> Do you think artists have a responsibility to talk about society or talk about what's really happening? I think so. I think because I think art is kind of this like release. It's like a breath of fresh air and like in, in the chaos that we live in. Catharsis. And it's, there's no, yeah, there's no language barrier as well. I think it's incredible like how I can go to like a country that, I've never been to and that I don't know maybe they don't even understand all the lyrics that I have in my songs but I mean they feel it yeah. and there's something really magical about about that feeling and I don't know I think music is at, at its point where it represents like the generation of the time so people like Kendrick are representing he represents how a lot of people feel right now that, like that that 
record hit home for a lot of people, including myself, you know? Um, and I think, I don't know, I think you have, you do have that responsibility, but I think it has to come from a truthful point. Like, I think Kendrick, it wasn't, it, it seemed really sincere. I think it's really powerful that you can, you can say anything you want. Like I can say anything I want in, in my music. And I think artists need to, to understand that that's why it's so powerful to be an artist. So I, I appreciate Kendrick for like kind of doing that and being the person to, to say a lot of things that made makes people super uncomfortable. But is, this, is this something that you're taking into your future music? Do you feel like you have that responsibility now as well? I think I think I have the responsibility to represent myself. And yeah, I think I think I try to do that on every level. Um, it's kind of it's it's really painful, I think, actually, um, songwriting sometimes because it can be really hard to to really come away from it. Like, like I I get terrified just thinking that someone I don't know playing demos to to someone because it comes from like a real comes from a real place. But I don't know. I think a lot of my artists do do that, and I do aspire to be more truthful and to say the things that I really care about and not. And not care like if it offends someone because I mean that's just how I feel. What do you care about? In this moment, there's so many things. I don't know. I think last year, I spent a lot of time thinking about what are the things I actually want to do. What do I want to take from this? Um, and I think life to me is like this opportunity to be able to do everything I want to do. And I think I don't know. There's a lot of things I care about, like with mental Ill- illnesses. And understanding myself more and having a better relationship with myself on like a daily basis is really important to me in this moment, which can be really selfish. But I think self-love is like viewed in a totally bad way. Yeah. Um, It's so weird that anything with the word love in it can be viewed negatively. Yeah. Oh, you love yourself. Well, yeah, of course. Like, who else is going to love me? Like, Jesus. Yeah. I saw someone post a tweet the other day, actually, about um, the kind of people saying, like, they're looking for their other half when you should kind of be trying to be your own other half. You're trying to be whole, basically. Mm. You have to to be, I don't know, the person to to address all the bad habits that you have in yourself and be the positive change in yourself and strive just to be a better whole person but it's interesting that you talk about self-love because you have quite a lot of lyrics that sound a little bit like everything you love kills you (laughs) so how would that how would that pertain to self-love is is there like a i mean i'm still human you know i'm still human i'm still having like a very human experience and um i think people people forget that sometimes like I don't know. I think a part of being human is is experiencing is experiencing like some of the worst things um ever. I don't know. I, I try to I think right now I'm I'm trying to 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 talk about all the experiences I have at the moment. I think I've grown so much in the last 12 months since I put up my last record. Um and I don't know. I think I would never write if I didn't have something to say, um, which is which is the reason why I can have such a healthy relationship with songwriting at the moment because I'll never force anything out of me. I think that's an admirable quality from an artist. 
you think that there's too many artists that do kind of just force it out or have the ability to force it out and kind of abuse that ability? Well, I mean, I think everyone, I think it's because everyone's trying to compete with their own. So if someone puts up like a crazy, amazing tune, they're going to feel like, oh man, like I, now I've got to like put out something to compete with that person. And music shouldn't shouldn't feel like that. It shouldn't be like this competition where we have to constantly, you know, push ourselves to try and be like someone else. But what if the competition is who can be the most honest or who can be the realist or the most authentic? But I think you celebrate it. You celebrate that person's honesty and that person's art. And you like say, you know what, this really inspired me to maybe write write, write something new today. I guess that that's really cool. But I think that's the reason I felt like that when I was writing my first record because I just remembered I don't know I think I write in a different different way as in I maybe don't write as much as a lot of songwriters do and I remember seeing people like post like I wrote like 10 songs this week yeah and I'd be like oh I haven't written 10 songs this week does this make me less of a songwriter and I think that that's what I was thinking when when I wrote my first record and that's obviously not the truth so I think my relationship with songwriting became really unhealthy because I was then trying to, I don't know, I was trying to make something because everyone else was making something. So I just felt like I had to do it to, to valid, I don't know, to call myself a songwriter, but it doesn't make you any less of a songwriter if you don't write for two months and then suddenly you write for like six months straight, mm. you know? Even if you write one song a year, like you're still yeah, literally, you're still a songwriter. If everything that you're writing is honest, like it's, it's still it's still a songwriter. Does it frustrate you when you might see an artist who does ten songs a, a, a day or a week or whatever, and you know that they're not as honest as they could or should be? Does it frustrate you if that kind of artist pops off, and then you're kind of sat there like humbly still doing your thing, like, huh? Hang on, I'm really honest and I'm pouring everything of myself into me but this person is cheating essentially i mean it it depends i think i don't know i think it depends i think if if that's how they work i've I've noticed that people just work how they work and i've seen so many of my friends like suffer because like one of because they're trying to, to work in a way that like i don't know another successful artist works and it makes them really sad that they can't then have that same work rate or something you know when you kind of you should just be taking your own time and music will never leave you like physically music will never leave me like the ability to sing like you know it will never it will never leave me like even if I don't make a record for another 30 years if it it comes in 30 years you know that's because it's never left me because you know ability to sing and as long as I still have I don't know hands or something (laughs) or something drastic really happens you know I I just don't know why people are in such a rush sometimes I think to me to me I I only I only write when I really feel feel like it and that's when you really know you know that's when I don't know when you have something that you think is really important Anyways, that's what I'm like. Anyways, when I'm on the train, I always keep like a notebook. Or... Well, yeah, like the other day when you text me in the cinema. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, tell me oh, about god. that. Expand on that because I never really heard the full story. Oh god, um, this always happens to me. I always get ideas in the most random locations, and I think I was in I was in the cinema watching Danish Girl, and for some reason it literally felt like my heart just exploded, 
and I had all of these lyrics that I just needed to just get down in any shape. Was this or because of the content in the film, or is, was this because your mind just like wandered off? Yeah, I think my mind just wandered off, to be honest. And um, I I wrote down like a, lyrics to an, an entire song, and I had to like run outside. And I think it was really awkward because I was trying to um, sing the melody in my phone that I had in my head. And people like walking out from like another um from another room from another screen, and were just like looking at me so like I was like this weirdo. <laughs> but yeah, that always happens to me. I remember I have this song called Loom, and I wrote it whilst I was watching like I forgot the name of the play now, but it happens all the time. I remember I wrote I swore after I watched a gig, and it was really awkward because my phone died. And um, I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to remember the melody or the lyrics because um, I didn't have anything to write it down. So in order to like still remember it, I didn't talk to my friends who were with me. And it was like <laughs> an hour long journey. And I was like still trying to keep Just the song it, alive in my it, mind. I was it, like, fuck. It. And I like ran home and like tried to make sense of what I had. And I literally just wrote Ice War when I got home. and. I just like try to work out chords, um, but it happens to me all the time, and I don't know why. It's kind of frustrating, in a way. Does other? Do you feel like other art inspires you to make your own art? Definitely. Because, like you said, I know you just said that, and I know you always text me. I'm just going to galleries, and songs just yeah. come to me. I think, <laughs> I think in the last year, like um, in the last year, I've been a lot more inspired by like visually, just like pictures I think photography is really moving actually because you're able just to capture I don't know being able to capture someone or a place or wherever it is and capture the complete essence of it is like a really beautiful thing so I was kind of just last year I was writing a lot of my songs in in galleries um and just sitting down which I think everyone thought I was weird but whatever who cares um and but you have to be you have to be weird yeah. Because like, you can't do ordinary <laughs> things and be extraordinary. It doesn't work yeah, like that's that. True. It's just maths. That's true. Um, do you ever struggle with being weird? Do you ever feel like, oh, maybe I'm maybe I'm too weird? I don't know. I think I've always... I don't know. As a kid, I used to maybe take it a bit more personally if someone would like, call me, say I was really weird or something. But I just don't care. I've just grown not to care about that stuff, you know? And... I think I'm just excited all the time about ideas. That's what keeps me like motivated on a daily basis is, is to wake up and and I don't know, think about all the things that excite me in the world, in in music or, or any in film. Like a lot of things really excite me. So I don't know, I don't think I don't I don't feel really weird. And at that moment that's how I that's how I was writing that that's what was working for me at the time so I was just like doing that I was just going to galleries and then sometimes I'd leave with it with like a verse or something or from the experience of just being there um but if it to me if it if it works like and it even if it's weird or like unorthodox like why would you stop doing it you know I know a lot of singers that like I hear I heard Prince records his vocals like lying down in the studio the, the other day i couldn't sleep I've, I've had like the worst insomnia for like a little for a minute but um 
the other day I literally just laid in bed. It was like seven, eight o'clock in the morning. And I just like grabbed my guitar. <laughs> and I literally just laid in bed. And I didn't, I can't even really play guitar at all. I just grabbed it and I was just kind of just strumming any string. Like just, and after about five, 10 minutes, it just like put me to sleep. And I was like, and I just fell asleep with the guitar in my chest. But it was like, <laughs> it was so weird to have the guitar in bed and I'm like naked in bed and I just had it like on my chest just playing it. It was like, it was such a new experience and it made me like realize like, oh shit. You do things in such like a regimented way or like you slip into routine so often. Like I, f- I actually find it easier to play lying down. It doesn't hurt my back. I don't yeah. have to like arch over. Yeah, it's just, uh, wasn't it you who said that you've been rehearsing on your back as well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that re- it really annoys me that um, actually that there's all these like rules. Because I remember my first like instrument that I ever really picked up was like a recorder. <laughs> um, I think that's everyone's first instrument. Yeah, it was like a recorder, um, and I don't know. I didn't really have like lessons or whatever for it, so I kind of taught myself. However, it kind of made sense to me when I was like I don't know, eight or whatever, and I just play melodies that I liked in in my favorite songs at the time, and I remember after that I used to just like use it and figure out how to play melodies that I liked, and when I went to primary school. Um, my mom put me in like a recorder club. I just, I'm just getting cooler by the second, <laughs> really. No, um, yeah, I was in like a recorder kind of club, and the te- teacher was telling me I was doing it wrong. He's like, "Your technique's wrong," and this is this is how you actually do it. And I think that's just so that's so that's such a bad attitude towards playing anything. Like, I think I think it's incredible that someone can take any instrument and play it completely different to like everyone else and how you hear how you hear things are like completely exclusive to yourself so it's kind of weird like having so much fun like learning little melodies and songs and then having someone tell you you're doing it like so wrong and it's like really incorrect and he's like trying to force you out to like do it this way and you're trying to unlearn i would just tell him listen if i'm trying to be a fucking year one recorder teacher then yeah i'll play it like you i'm trying to be the greatest recorder player that's ever lived i can't do it your way that's what i would tell him but yeah it's true it's true there's so many standard ways to do it and that would just eventually make you a a bog standard player like you you just tell me all these stories but you have a friend who plays the guitar with like one finger yeah she plays like with like um, she used like her thumbs to like hold on chords, and that's awesome. Like, so she holds it from like the top of yeah, the guitar. Yeah, and I've never seen that before. But that's no one taught her how to to play guitar, you know. And that's incredible. There's no rules. Like, there's literally no rules, and that's so liberating to me. And it really annoys me when people try and restrict art, or, like a genre, to like one thing. Like, you're a folk artist. Why is there beats on your songs? Like, why Why would you do that? You know, if someone wants to have beats and, like, acoustic guitar or, like, whatever, it's whatever, you know? It's just expression. That's how they feel that day. And, I don't know, all these, like, weird rules, they don't, they don't exist. Like, you know, there's no rules at all. There's no rules how to play the guitar. There's no rules to songwriting. Like, I literally did, like, a, a course on songwriting and got nothing from it because there's no rules to it. A song could be anything you want it to be. A song could be silence. Silence is so powerful. Silence is like, I feel like people should use it more. It could be screaming. It could it could be humming. It could be tapping on your 
your legs and you could like sing on your own you know it could be whatever I think that's really really amazing so what's it like going from making music in your bedroom as free as you want to then sign into a record label having a team and then obviously I'm guessing they put some kind of rules on you well I think I think I was always lucky in a way um with my relationship with kind of the industry and I don't know I think I've always been concerned about music. I I didn't really know how a lot of things works, but it is an important thing to to know about to be able to exist in it all and and still I don't know and still be sane afterwards. It's so the industry breaks so many people because they come in and like you don't know anything about it and it can just just get easily manipulated. Are you but I was really from lucky. Experience? Um as in like I've seen it happen to I've seen it happen to people before. Did you feel like it might be happening to you? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think I came when I when I really started to pick up momentum. Already had quite a strong sense of myself, and I knew when something felt right or wrong. So I've only done things that have felt right to me, and um, yeah, I think a lot of people just just go into things even if it doesn't even feel feel right from the beginning. Um, but I think in music as an artist, you have to be selfish and you have to protect yourself. Like in the end of it, you have to protect yourself. If someone doesn't believe in you, um, that's okay. Like they'll find another artist, like literally like the next day they can sign someone else. You, you have to be the one to believe in yourself and in your own music. And you have to protect your vision of, of the music you want to make and how you want it to grow. Um, so when I start, I don't know, when I started, I literally, in my mind, I I knew what I wanted to be. I knew, and I believed in myself. I believed in my music at the time. So it was the first, my, my, it's my number one priority at all times to, to be able to protect that. And I don't know, I feel really lucky that I've been able to grow in a very natural way. And, you know, when I first started making music to where I am now, I feel really happy. I think I think looking back at myself when I was like 17 and like not writing for like 2 years when I was in sixth form and me telling myself that I'd never be make it out of my writer's block at the at the time to like where I am now is like really it means something. Like there's a reason why I've been able to do that. Um and I think a lot of people don't, they don't think it's their place to to have that say in their career and like say, no, no, that's not for me. But you have to, you have to do it or else no one else, literally no one else will do it for you. You should always try and find somebody who fits into your vision. Oh, yeah. Instead of trying to find somebody whose vision that you fit into. A hundred percent. How do you know when it's time to make a change? Um, I think change just happens, you know change just happens something um, something just I think the more we learn the more we change like it's that it's that simple I, I think like, when you start noticing kind of bad habits in yourself like last year I was definitely I got in this kind of swing of just being my own critic like biggest critic and you know you can allow a lot of things to take over I think the mind is a very powerful thing and I, and that's why I think like 
um, people's relationships with themselves is in such a bad place because there's people always get terrified if you have like heart problems or whatever or like any other thing there's like a massive like thing or you should get that checked out you know that's like really important but with a with a mind or like mental illnesses there isn't that level of seriousness and I don't understand why you know like you can get a new heart you can get a new can all of that change like surgery and like technology is is insane but you can't get a new mind so it's important to keep to check up on yourself do you know what I mean and for me the moments I realize where I don't know thoughts or everything else is kind of controlling controlling me um then I have to be like where I need to like get out of these bad habits but that's that's like self-reflective you know a lot of people a lot of people don't value value a lot of those things as issues and that's why there's so many people that are just like in denial about their relationship with themselves like it's really unhealthy I think um yeah and I'd love to, I'd love to contribute to a lot into like um I don't know raising more awareness about me- mental illnesses because it's something that's like affected me and a lot of my friends a lot of my best friends that I had in school um all suffered from like your anxiety and stuff like that um but I think it's an important conversation you know people always want to focus on their like physical health but never their like mental health and it's like just as important what helps you with your anxiety what helps um doing things doing things um having like a, a routine um and you just said that um you you don't want to keep a routine because then you I think I think with I think with anxiety I think with anxiety a routine helps because for me for me I find it so easy to think about a million reasons why this world is like doomed. <laughs> I mean, literally, we're faced like I feel like we're faced with that every on every day on a very extreme level, like Paris attacks or something happening in America or just just in general. In life, maybe it could be like something really personal with family, and there's so many reasons to to look down upon things. But to me, life is just being alive is like an amazing thing, and that's how I think about it now. And I think that's why I'm in the healthiest relationship I've ever been with myself because I've changed my entire view of of life. Life to me is the opportunity to do everything I want to do. I feel like I can do anything if I really wanted it. Like. If I really wanted to open a bread, a bakery or something, Are you telling us I would you just want to do open it. A bakery? To be honest, like whilst I was saying that, I was like, that could be quite cool. I, I love bread. Bread is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how, that's how I see it. I see it as this opportunity to do everything. So once I started to f- to see life in that way, my entire view on like on a daily basis just has just changed. It's just changed completely because now I see like opportunity and um, like for the future. Now I see a future. I think people that are anxious don't see that it's like really cloudy and you don't, you don't allow yourself to, to see everything that, that could happen. How many times do you go to Paris a year? <laughs> oh my God. Maybe too much, especially since I don't even know how to speak French. I think it's quite embarrassing. I want to. That's yeah, an like app. on There's my... an app called Duolingo. It's really easy. It really okay. makes it really easy. I learned German 
not enough German to have a conversation in about okay. six weeks. Sick. Yeah, it's really, really good. It just makes a game out of it. It's like, you know how when you make stuff, you want to make stuff from the perspective of like a child. You want to be as yeah. childlike as possible. This app literally turns it into like being a child again. You have to like click pictures and like connect pictures <laughs> up and I'm going to hit them up for a sponsorship because like this is, Damn. I'm sounding like I'm, I'm promoing them. How important is it to go to Paris? Like it feels like you're there a lot. I think traveling, traveling's really, I don't know, it's become suddenly so much more important to me than everything. I feel really uncomfortable being in one place at a time, actually. And I think that was like a bad habit for me. Um, I think I'd find it very easily. I find it like, I'd easily find homes and like places, uh, even if I've only been there once. Like I went to Berlin, spent less than 48 hours there and I wanted to live there. And it was like really weird. I don't know why. I don't know if anyone else does that. Um, I just have strange, I don't know, I connect um, really quickly with like any environment, anything that's new. Um, in Paris to me, I don't know, I think just based on the experiences I've had there, I feel like I could never be unhappy there. So it's kind of my happy place. If I feel really sad, I automatically think of Paris or just being like just being able to travel there at like it's like two hours away hey, on the like, train so not even that <clears> i remember we did it in 54 minutes for some reason the train was really quick and we got there in 54 minutes Sick. we didn't get into um gardenor and until like an hour and a half whatever but um yeah we was in french whatever but 54 minutes oh yeah it's um are you scared that if you keep going there something not something bad will happen but that something might tarnish that experience for you i do think i do think about that sometimes actually last time maybe not the last time i went because i went there quite recently um i had a really weird experience there actually because i was mostly on my own um that's like i don't know i think i was just having a very extreme i don't know it was it was just like a weird time for myself and i think this was like a few days before the attacks that i kind of got back home um but yeah i do think about that but I, I don't think i don't think anything could probably change my mind i've had bad like moments there where i felt like sad and stuff but I, there's something about paris i think everyone has that place like, there's something about some i don't know you you have you hold certain memories and you just keep it with you like maybe it's like even eating at your favorite cafe and that place could just make you really happy because i don't know You've had like a good memory there. Maybe you went there as a child all the time. Actually, that's something that I think a lot of people um, have all the time. Like they're afraid to try try child um, food from their like childhood. Um, because it's not as good. It, yeah. It's like when you watch um, Power Rangers movie or something. Yeah. And you watch and it back and you're like, ah, this is a lot worse than I remember. Literally. I think looking through though that lens of like, you're not a kid anymore and it's not appealing. That's like... um like an earthquake sends like an earthquake through you because you're like oh shit yeah. i'm actually not a child anymore i don't see sometimes i like watch space jam just to reconnect with like my inner child or something <laughs> i watch space jam so i can and even though you know it's not the greatest film if you can still pick out things in it that you like then you're like oh shit it's not completely gone that like i think that's why people watch a lot of cartoons I think that's why i yeah. watch a lot of cartoons to just keep in touch with that like inner boy inside me i'm trying to think the like 
I think there's one film that I feel like will never go, like the feeling that it gives me will never change no matter how many times I watch it. Like Sister Act 2. Sister I feel Act. like I see it so, <laughs> like every year it's on at least like a good five times or even more. And I watch it every time and like still that, like, it's still so good, like every time. Does it trip you out that people probably think of some of your songs in that way? Oh gosh. Yeah, it's really strange. Like I'm still, I, I haven't gotten like used to that at all. It's really, it's really strange, but it's really powerful, I think. Because um, I don't know, a lot of the times I talk to, I try to talk to as many people after shows and just hearing like people say, um, especially with Gone, people are like, um, like the friend has passed away and like it got them through that experience. Like what? Like to me, that's insane. But it's amazing um, that you can like touch someone and like in that kind of way and be, I don't know, be the, the voice of like whatever, anything that they're going through. Um, but yeah, I still, I don't know, I still have trouble. Like it's like an extraordinary thing for me. It's like really surreal. Like it happens. Like I remember the last tour I did in France, someone came to like three or four four of the shows like he was just like all of them and it was just like really freaked out <laughs> like wait a second i recognize i recognize was you on stage <laughs> recognizing him yeah literally it was what's like, that like what's it like being on stage and seeing somebody that you know i've always wondered that um it's it's it can be weird but i don't know um i try not to think i try not to to look that much in the audience if that makes sense yeah um why is that i don't know i think performing to me um performing to me can be really hard um sometimes based on like just performing songs that i don't know they're really personal i think stage shows are sick they're actually like a really sick thing and i know i've said this before with rosie but to make you relive whatever emotion that it was where you wrote a song from for my enjoyment it's like it's really sick but yeah. then in the lost episode of koji he said yeah it's sick but you also get to share that moment again with yeah. somebody else so you're not actually lonely again like you're not in that space by yourself you're, yeah, it's true. you're in that space with somebody else and that's like it's, it's to see that with somebody else as well it gives you like a whole new perspective on it too yeah definitely definitely it's really it's really it's one of the best feelings in the world to to go out and have someone like sing along to like one of your songs and feel something like it's it's crazy and it's so rewarding it makes everything worth it completely you could be having the worst day ever and perform and like everything kind of comes back to you and you realize why you kind of do it why you kind of do it all um I think shows are amazing because it's your opportunity to present to present the music that you've kind of written in in whatever way like um and I think I've gotten a lot more into to stuff like that since like support and subtract and he's i don't know his show was one of the, the craziest shows I've ever seen of like lights and yeah his show was so good um his band and kind of a lot of the stuff he was doing um just like running around playing everything and i've never seen anyone do anything like that before so and i think i'm still learning and i'm still working on kind of understanding that there's no limit with that 
like I'm in I, I can control how I want to be perceived in that way and I think that's really powerful um so I'm, I think you grow as a performer and I'm definitely growing like all the time you mentioned subtract how important is collaboration to you right that collaboration was like it came from such a pure kind of natural way um I never expected in a million years that he would have asked me to be on his song I was very surprised I remember getting like a message I think it could have been like a text or an email from my A&R saying that he wanted to work with me and I like dropped my phone on the floor because <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was just like in shock yeah he just played me loads of songs um and I went home and wrote wrote to a few few of the songs that he like he sent me and the song kind of just happened he just really liked it um so yeah I was never expecting it to be on the record but I don't know that's why I think um when people like have limitations or give themselves like oh I could never do that in life it's kind of really it takes away from it all because realistically anything could possibly happen like there's no there's no limitations to me I think that's how you have to make that's how you have to make music I think as well that's how you have to go in the studio and be like it should feel like everything that you hear in your mind is possible it can be recreated and you can make the music that you've always wanted to make. Um, you can make your favorite album. Like you can literally make your favorite album saying all the things you want to say. And that's like super inspiring to me. I think that's the big, the biggest trip for me with all arts. Everyone has taste. Yeah. Everybody like knows what they like and knows what they don't like, which means they can all make something that they like. Like if you like that sound, you can just do it and you can just put that there and you can sit there until it might take a little while, but you can sit there until everything sounds like something that you like. And it's like, that's the biggest trip for me is because you can do that with anything. You can draw something that you like and then it's good because you like it. Yeah. And um, like, it's just so, it's such a trip to just think about that. And the fact that everybody who, who does it is just doing something that they think sounds good. Yeah, it's true. Um, do you just do you just limit yourself to music? But you also know what you like in other stuff. Do you ever, do you make anything else? Yeah, I'm really like I'm really strangely into to cooking, which is really well, maybe not strangely, but um, when I was younger, I used to I used to watch like I don't know those Saturday cooking shows. Yeah, yeah. Like Food Network and like write down the recipes of stuff that I'd want to make and try and make them as soon as I got home from school. I got typewriter. We know you got which a typewriter. Which is cool. Um, How do you feel about Kanye apparently stealing the style <laughs> of the album cover? I mean, it was me that said it. Yeah. But um, it definitely looks similar. I mean, I could see why you'd you'd say you'd say so. Because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Um, no, I think I think the typewriting thing to me um, was just really i don't know i just loved that um it f forces you to to just create on the spot because you can easily make like loads of mistakes and then it becomes something different or you just start again um there's no like undo or like delete if it's like on paper it's like on paper um and i think i don't know it makes you like really patient i'm someone that tends to be quite impatient so i think when i like do when I when I buy like when I use like film cameras or use 
um, like typewriters is actually really good for me because it, it makes me appreciate the process a whole lot more and it's so rewarding like um, when you when you do something and it turns out to be better than like how you even imagined it um, so that's cool like I was kind of waking up every morning and just like going to my typewriter and just like I don't know just seeing what happens um, with the hours thing um, the artwork for it I think I had like a vision um, but it kind of didn't work out how, how it went to how I wanted it to but it never does. I think, yeah, yeah. It never does. Yeah, this it never is, does. This is, this is one thing I try to make as many people understand when they're creating stuff is you have your ideal wish of what it can be. Now you're going to have to solve every problem and see how close you can get. You're never, ever going to get. A creation is just as much about creating as it is about problem solving. Yeah. And it's like, all right, let me work backwards. I'm here, which is my ideal vision. Now I've got to work backwards and stop everything else from fucking up and see how... <laughs> And see how like much I can protect it and keep it as like perfect in my head as it was. It happens all the time. Like when I'd make a video and I have like the most ideal vision in my head, and then so much stuff fucks up on the day that you kind of just come out with it with whatever you have. Yeah. And as close the closer it is, the better. But you can't really be precious about the fact that it doesn't look like how you wanted it to. Because I think I think it looks sick. I think it looks fucking sick, and I think Kanye thought so as well. but do with your artwork it's been like very abstract as far have you been have you had much involvement in it yeah definitely like i try i try to like be as involved in every process as possible i think that's why i'm i'm basically trying to make my own artwork i don't know i always told myself i could never do art in that sense like make artwork but I mean, why not? Like, what is artwork anyways? It's kind of whatever you want it want it to be. So that's when I realised that, of course I can do it. Yeah, of course you can. I used to make the artwork for this by myself. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that good. The, the, the one that we have now is obviously so much better. But yeah, I was like, fuck it. I, I, can't, I, have to, I can't rely on somebody else to do it. I need it if and when, like when I click my finger, so I decided to make it myself. And it is liberating because I never even used Photoshop before. And I was like, yeah. fuck it, let me just do it. Let me just do it. And I definitely think it's important. I don't think people take artwork as seriously as they should do. No. And as well, like the process that you have to go through personally to be like, oh, I can actually, can actually do this. Yeah. Was, it, was ours the one that made you realise I can do my own artwork? I think I've just been saying I can do everything that I want to do In to general. myself. Yeah, just to myself because... Literally, the bad habit I had when I was 17, I was telling myself that I can't do things, that I can't do mm. this, I, I couldn't possibly do that. And now I'm just kind of doing them and I'm I'm the person that's telling myself I can. And I think that's really, that's like really important in general. Because um, it makes me sad, I think, when people are like, I don't Defeated know. before yeah. you even start. Like why, I don't understand, like why why you're the only one that's stopping yourself from doing it, you know? But yeah, I think it's really incredible that we have like an endless capacity to learn. Um, so I think it's really sad when people feel like they've already learned everything that they needed to know. And I think that's why there's a lot of like conflict just in the world in general, because no one wants to learn more about other people's experiences and no one wants to learn about... Um, anything else you know and give things like the respect it 
it deserves. I think that's because we're raised by a generation who didn't have the internet. Yeah. All you knew was what you were told. Yeah, that's true. That's so weird to think about that's that true. everybody who's raised someone at some, this point in their life didn't have access to all of the million things that we, the whole Earth's entire history at the tip of our fingers. And that's why I feel like most of the issues in the world today are a generational issue. Yeah. Because had some people seen or read or researched some stuff earlier on in their life before they were set in their ways, before you live... Do you know how hard it must be to live 50 years and then be told that everything you've learned is a lie? Yeah. To go on the internet and, and try and fathom that these words on the screen are telling you that your whole life has been a lie. Yeah, it's crazy. I think that's why this generation is like really, really special anyways. It feels, it feels special. If you could go back into the classroom where you were holding your recorder and your teacher was telling you that you could do it wrong, what advice would you give yourself? Um, I really want you to picture baby D. <laughs> baby D. <laughs> and give her the advice. I would say... I'd literally just say there's no, there's no rules and that's it. And that art is self-discovery and you discovered that you can play melodies and recorder and in your own way and that's fine. And that's special because it came from you. That's what I'd say. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you for coming to chat to me. Thank you for having me. No, I appreciate it. Are you gonna? I'm sad because I'm going to lose one listener this weekend because you're not going to listen to it back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have oh no one to God. talk to about the episode. <laughs> I have no one to hit me up and be like, oh, it's a good episode because you're in it. <sighs> we have to find somebody else to listen to it. Oh, my gosh. Are you going to play us out on piano? Play us out? Yeah. Um. Okay. for listening if you're on soundcloud please press follow please press repost please press like please leave a comment if you're on itunes make sure you subscribe to the itunes feed leave a review as well so it helps let people see it more if you're on twitter give a shout out give a retweet it's all love uh, and all the uh socials and stuff are in the in the description or whatever you know just do, do the damn thing man come on <laughs> <laughs>